Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. This episode is Do Not Ask the Plumber to Build the House. And this is taken from author Kevin Clay's book, or at least I'm using it from his book, Why They Fail. I'm incorporating his writing in with some of my experiences. Here we go. If you plan to build a house, would you ask the plumber to build it? Unless they were an experienced builder in addition to being a plumber, the answer is no. The plumber is an expert in plumbing, which is integral to the house. But there is much more required in the construction of the home. I have witnessed this practice in organizations where a person is asked or assigned by upper management to lead the deployment of an exercise or a project for their unit, usually with little to no experience on the subject matter. While attending the project planning meetings, I would ask them why they were here. They either replied with, I was told to be here, or that they wanted to learn the basic skill sets and principles being taught here, then go back to their organization, assemble a team, then tackle the project in front of them. Not only are we asking the plumber to build the house, but the plumber is not even an experienced plumber. What happens when you hire or assign someone with little clue on how to build a house the task to do so? I assume the house would take a long time to build, go way over budget, and eventually would be abandoned. I had this happen to me. I was a junior pilot at my first assignment. Our main purpose as young pilots was to fly as much as we could to gain the experience necessary to develop into aviators skilled to lead airlift missions around the world. However, the annual base picnic was coming up and volunteers were needed to help out. When no one volunteered to help with the base volleyball tournament, my commander assigned me, I was voluntold, a popular Air Force axiom, to be in charge of organizing and running the volleyball tournament. I had no experience with choreographing a volleyball tournament, let alone running it, but I did not have a choice. I attended the planning meetings and and helped as I could, but I also had the requirement to fly missions. My commander had no involvement with any facet of the picnic other than handing out assignments to fill the volunteer vacancies. With the picnic date approaching, I had the tournament planned and ready, so I was assigned to fly a mission to the Far East, scheduled to return before the picnic. While in Japan, my commander contacted our air crew and said I needed to come home early to get ready to run the volleyball tournament. He pulled me off the airlift mission, leaving my air crew shorthanded, and recalled me back to our base in the United States. I had to catch a ride with another crew on their aircraft to fly back to the States. In the end, the volleyball tournament worked out, but through this process, I had been assigned to, quote, build the house as a young, inexperienced plumber, away from my primary plumbing duties. I have seen this happen repeatedly. The result is an effort that does not have the return on investment that was expected. 
the project might meet the deadline, but sustained improvement efforts hoped for from the project are abandoned. One symptom causing this result are the younger, more junior members of the unit trying to bolster their annual performance report by volunteering for these additional projects, assuming they just were not assigned to them. Their motivation is not necessarily to learn the new skill sets, uh, to learn how to, quote, build the house, uh, but their motivation is to create fodder for their supervisors when typing up their junior members' yearly review. Although commendable to take on the task, the volunteer needs buy-in from leadership to generate long-term success. Supervisors at all levels need to maintain involvement in the project, supporting the volunteer and championing the cause by clearing bureaucratic red tape at the leadership level, allowing the project to succeed. Further, leadership needs to ensure a continuity book is created by that volunteer and their team. So if and when this project comes up again, and the original team members have moved on, there is a database for the new folks to reference, citing lessons learned, etc., so they can build upon the initial efforts and not reinvent the wheel. If you are in a leadership position, think twice before assigning a plumber to build a house. Also, consider the motives of plumbers volunteering to try their hand at house construction. I hope this helps with some leadership, plumbing, and building houses. Best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again.